Okay, here we go. <laughs> I may leave that laugh in. <laughs> we are here today interviewing our fellow podcaster, Landon. Even the sentence was strange. <laughs> yes, it was. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Landon. The interviewee. Dun, da, da, da. Ooh, it's weird. <laughs> this is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. So let's go with that. Does it feel weird being interviewed? It does. I feel like we've been doing this for so many years now where we ask other people the questions and listen to their response. And now I feel a little odd being on the other side of it, but it is fun. You know, uh, I relate. It was, I know when we, when we did our interview with Sensei Michelle, she kept saying, this is so weird. This is so weird. <laughs> I was like, it's not that weird. <laughs> and now I'm sitting here and it's weird. Yes, it's weird. And soon we get to torture Sensei Jackie. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I want to start with your life outside of karate. What interests do you have? Obviously, you're about two and a half years away from graduation of high school. So talk to us. So as, as Sensei mentioned, I'm a, I'm a sophomore in high school. And within school, I'm very active on my school's debate team. I fell in love with speech and debate um, in seventh grade, and mm -hmm. I've, I've never looked back. Uh, for anybody that's a speech and debate parent or former competitor, I do uh, United States extemporaneous speaking or sometimes international extemporaneous speaking. Um, where it's a, a limited prep event. And I serve as the captain um, of that event at my school. Uh, I'm also oh, wow. very I'm also very involved uh, within student government, especially at the district level. I do a lot of student advocacy work with our local school board um, and student representation to our school board, which I really love and has opened up a whole new world for me. And then outside of school, I take a lot of interest in media management and communications work. At almost 16 years old, um, I am a co-owner of a small media and communications company that does political communications consulting work. And that's another area that I've really learned so much from and really started with the podcast. I began doing graphics work for the podcast and making our beginning of our social media pages. And that's when I kind of found the love of looking at a blank screen and designing something and really all began here at this table. That's so cool. But all of that has not diminished your love of becoming physically stronger, going to the gym, cycling. Yeah. And all of the things that make you a more well-rounded human being. Us. Well, thank you. For those of you that, that know me, you know that I come from a very active family. My dad was on the show and my mom. And I think in both episodes, we talked about our family love of exercising. Um, my dad is an endurance athlete. I'm uh, definitely not as endurant as him, uh, if that's even a word, but I, I've definitely taken on the, the Spellberg love of working out. I go to the gym many times during the week. I always try to get some form of exercise in during the day. I think that's such a pivotal part of life because you have to be able to stay active and it makes my mental health so much better mm -hmm. to be able to get out. And even if it's a short, simple walk, just get out there or go and lift some weights at the gym or go for a long bike ride. 
it's something that I really enjoy. And we've mentioned that so many times on this show. And Landon, you and I were just talking about it this morning, how important it is, how it changes your mental and your emotional attitude just to move your body. Absolutely. It's it's super scientific, so we aren't going to hang with it. If you want to hear more about it, go to one of those programs. We're going to take that balance, which is what a karate person is always in search of, a head nod to Master Brown there. Yes. A karate man's pride is his balance. Yes. And move toward your karate life. So is my math correct? And that started about 12 years ago. About 10 years ago. I, I, okay. hit, I hit 10 this year. September of 2013 was my start. Nice. And am I also correct in that we're approximately 50% when you were in a children's class and 50% when you were in an adult class? Or did you spend a lot more time as a child? I really don't know the math at this point. Well, before I begin in talking about my my karate life, I think it's because I'll make reference to it. For those of you that don't know, I have the honor of being Sensei Jackie's grandson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I may have to phone a friend on some of the dates <laughs> here. So if I ask Sensei Jackie, that's why she knows. I believe I kind of did a simultaneous relationship at one point where I was doing one kid's class a week and one adult class a week. Oh, I can um, remember that. Probably beginning around 2017. So maybe about six years um, is when I began taking adult class. I used to go and I, I will always remember sitting after kid's class on Thursday, waiting for my mom to come and pick me up. An adult class would be beginning, and I'd always think, oh, when, when am I going to be able to go there? Also, I, I kind of remember saying, you're just sitting there. Why don't you get up and exercise I was with us? just going to say that the exercise part, you, and then you never faltered. It was like, okay, whatever they're doing, I can do. <laughs> right. Or more. <laughs> <laughs> and for the past four or five years, I've been in a in complete adult class. Serious student. So my memory is this. You were always kind of a grown-up in a child's body anyway. I agree with that. And I was thinking about kind of how we tricked you to go to karate the the first time. Do you remember your first time? I remember stories. And I honestly, the weirdest part is I remember the room and sitting on the bench in the corner of the room. And Sensei Jackie may or may not I've gone along with my parents' story that they were so busy one night and I had nowhere else to go. So I had to go with Sensei Jackie and I was going to help her at karate. (laughs) Mind you, I had no interest in in starting karate at that time. And you were what? Five years old? Probably about five. Yeah, just about five. Okay. And my mom, you know, now she tells the story and she says, I knew that he would just like it if he went to one class and if he saw it, we just had to get him there. So both of my parents were quote unquote busy and I had to go with Sensei Jackie that night and I absolutely remember sitting on the bench in the corner of the room and I was watching this all going on and I was, you know, okay, this is cool, but I'll never be back here. And then came out, punched the bag to the friend, a game that we play in our kids class. And I remember being like, Ooh, I can punch the bag. (laughs) And And let's just stop for a second and talk about that game. It is the silliest game in the world. (laughs) Yes, you punch and you have the arm extension and the top two knuckle thing. But I mean, there's just not that much to it. But these kids would play it every day if we let them. Yes, they they? would. Absolutely. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. And I I can kind of remember Sensei Michelle saying to me, well, we'll get up and play. And then I left that night and I was like, oh, okay, that was fun. But, you know, whatever. It was just one night. 
And then Sensei Jackie was saying, oh, you should come back again. And 10 years later, they, yeah. they wrote me in and uh, <laughs> I, I've never looked back. But uh, yes, I absolutely remember that first day. And there's actually a great picture that I think is on Sensei Jackie's fridge of oh, of we'll us, post it. Sure. Um, of us in my first couple of classes in fighting stance. And you can just see how happy I was. That's so cool. We'll totally get it. Okay. We okay. can. It is in my fridge. So spending those years as a kid and spending those years as an adult, there's some obvious differences. But what difference stands out to you in a way that a young person who's still in kids' class listening to this would go, oh, now I'm looking forward to that? Well, I can remember being in the number one spot in the kids' class Mm -hmm. and then going to adult class and being like, what's this back? Like, (laughs) I've never been here. I was in the last spot in the row and I was, what's going on? So it it is, it was a big transition. I, I can remember that, but Now, looking back, I can definitely say that the kids' class comes with a lot of fun and energetic actions, and we're moving around the entire time. And then I got into adult class, and you know, you have to work, and nobody's going to wait for you. We're going to tell you what to do, and you're going to do it, and you're going to count really loud, and you're going to be active. And it was kind of something that was so glorified for me. And then I got there, and I was like, whoa this is intense. (laughs) But, you know, I like that. But I think what I loved about being able to go to adult class was also being able to kind of have that sense of, of giving back. Because when I went into adult class, I was able to practice some of the things that I learned at the beginning of my karate journey that I was just expected to know. And then, oh, come an hour early and help out with the kids class that I was just in, but now I'm a helper in it. I can totally remember that feeling of being able to teach the hard blocking system. And now I I love that. I love being able to say, wow, at some point, I remember when I was in kids class looking at the brown belt who pulled me out and gave me my test, or I remember those experiences. And now that's me. Yeah. And that, that's a really exciting, really exciting part of karate. I agree with that 100%. Another thing that's different from kids to adults is the concept that when we talk to kids, we keep it simple. We say, don't hit other kids, only hit to save your life. If somebody bothers you, you have to find somebody to help you or just ignore them. We keep it nice and simple. But once you get into the adult class, we kind of go into the underlying philosophies Mm -hmm. that create a person who is honorable as a person, no matter what the outside world is like. So our philosophies aren't in how people treat us. We have no control over that. It's in how we act as human beings. And that is a tricky business. So here's the question that goes with all that. Do you have a favorite saying? I've always loved since the first time I heard it, plan your work and work your plan, which we know came from Peter Urban. That's who we attribute it to. If it goes back further, you're the one out there who has to yell at us and say, no, no, it was so-and-so. It was Aristotle. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I always loved that saying because I felt like it really connected to my life. You know, I try to be this organized person who always knows, okay, on Tuesday, we're going to do this. On Wednesday, I'm going to do this. On Thursday, I'm going to do this. And then... You know, I, I got the plan to work in, but then would I work my plan? So I would have a great plan 
And I still do it. I write on Sunday, I go through my entire planner and I write out what I'm going to do during the week. And then Friday, I look back and I say, oh, right. I wrote that on Sunday. I forgot about that. (laughs) And I don't check it. So I didn't work my plan, but I planned my work. So, you know, you have to have this balanced relationship in the saying, that's something that I've always carried with me through. And I think will carry with me throughout my life is that you kind of have to have this element of strategy in your life Mm -hmm. to be able to be successful. So yeah, I, I love that. I love that saying. I love that saying too. I do too. It's, it's on my refrigerator. It's a keeper. Even though in class, we do do a lot of talk about philosophical things and we try to hit some depth of some sort, we get even further in depth in our podcast. And you've been a part of the podcast since the beginning. So can I interrupt and say, how much fun was it four years ago when you were so much younger then, but um bum bum and the people would go, Landon's so mature, but they would never say that about us. Never. <laughs> okay. And they this never is why. Okay, finish your question. How has the podcast uh, worked in your life? Has it helped you with some of these philosophical issues? I think I alluded to it in the beginning a little bit about also the impact that the podcast has had on me and in my growth. I had just left fifth grade when <sighs> Sensei came to me and you know said, oh, I'm researching about this podcast and I'm learning all about it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'll listen. And then she's like, no, like for you, like to be on with us. And I remember sitting down at Sensei Jackie's dining room table to record the premiere. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, okay, I'll, you know, I'll be here on the premiere. This is fun. And then since they said, oh, well, you know, on our next episode and Landon, we'll see you next week. I was like, oh, okay, I'll see you next week. And, you know, four years later, I'm not here every week now, but it's been an amazing experience for me. It's introduced me to, as I mentioned, a whole nother world that I love. It definitely kept me busy during the pandemic. Since Jackie and I would hang out during the day and work on our graphics and next episodes and getting ahead. And one thing that's really carried with me throughout it is the idea of dedicating yourself to something. Because I am not here as much as I used to be. I'm busy over the weekends, mainly with debate a lot. And schedules can get tricky at times. But I still show up when I can. And I think that that idea of committing yourself to something is something that has been instilled in me by the podcast, but I think will follow with me throughout my entire life is that when you say yes to something and when you have this thing that you love, you're going to make it work and you're going to come on as much as you can and you're going to enjoy every single moment of it. I think that it's really been an awesome experience for me. That's so cool. That makes us feel really good inside. Here's my question. How weird is it when you listen to episodes where you were not on it? Well, sometimes I really love listening to the episodes that I weren't on because they give me an opportunity to hear what I missed. And then I'm very (laughs) jealous. Um, But what I think is, is weird is I go and think about what I would have said in the episode. And then Sensei Jackie or Sensei Michelle will say it. I'll be like, yes, you're listening. <laughs> and I get so excited. I'm like, Dave, we're connected. So I get a little sad when I don't come on sometimes, but um, it's fun to listen back. The weirdest is listening back to the episodes that I am on. I do listen back to them, but a lot of times I, I have to skip past my voice because I don't like listening to myself again. So yeah. 
in your case, it's so much different because your voice has changed. I mean, you can literally, and I that one works here. It's not one of those figurative literals. Um, <laughs> here you grow, right? As we record week by week, it is freaky, it's, even to me. It's a fun thing to have because I started with this really high kind of squeaky voice. And then now four years later, I've got this a little bit more deeper voice. So it's fun. I have like a chronological order of my voice and even pictures through our social media. And it's a wonderful way to encourage people to come on the show because one thing that it does do and that I've really appreciated since the beginning is that it archives that person in time for people to hear forever. As long as they want, somebody can come back and hear. That's right. I'm going to do a shout out to Sensei Tracy. I've had four or five requests for Master Collegian's voice. People want to hear Master Collegian's voice. And we know it's there. We just have to get the time to sit and get it recorded so that we can put it somewhere, whether we put it on YouTube, on the podcast, something. So there's a shout out to you, Sensei Tracy. And while we're shouting out, can we please shout out, how do they get in touch with us? Back in the day, Landon could reel this off as fast as lightning. So let's see how he is. We're starting now. I still got it. (laughs) (laughs) You can contact us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and on the web at Wildcat Dojo. You can look at our Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations or send us an email at dojoconversations at AOL.com. I still got it. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. That was fantastic. That was We've added over the years. We started yeah. with email and then we added Twitter and then we have Facebook and Instagram. It's like yeah. it gets longer and longer. That's true. <laughs> okay, back to it. Well, as you go to college, what do you think you're going to take from karate and podcasts and all the things that we've all done together? For the past 10 years of my life, and by the time I go to college, it'll be close to 13. I've had this constant every week, I go to class, I, I have this thing that I have to practice. And I, I think that's something that I will take with me always is you always have to have something that gets you excited about on Thursday this week, I'm going to go to class on Tuesday, I'm going to be on zoom. That's my training schedule. And I look at my week and I say, oh yeah, on Thursday, that's going to be a great hour where I can just disconnect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I'll take with me through college and through the rest of my life is that you have to have something that you can look forward to always. And I look forward to class. Next week's a hard week for me. Yes, for example, it it's we're in the exam time, but I know on Tuesday night, I can take a break and I'll go to class. And on Thursday night, I'll be done with the majority of my week and I can go have a great time in class. So I think that idea of really having that constant excitement that you can have in your life is awesome. That is great advice. I think so too. And may we all live by that rule. And I would also say, and tell me if you think I'm wrong about the way we're looking at it, something that grounds you. You know how sometimes life, because of its busyness, gets you so feathered. It's almost like you have feathers and you're just all over the place Mm -hmm. with it. And I love that concept. Absolutely. Okay, can you believe it's already time for us to take this one home? Because seriously, I can't believe how fast the time went. It went so fast. We're going to, as we always do, bring Master Collegian into our story. And you were one of the very lucky people who had an opportunity to spend some time with him before he got too sick. And of course, before he passed away in 2017. So 
What stories do you want to share today? Well, I think of him often and I grew up learning and hearing stories from Sensei Jackie and Sensei Michelle about him. I don't remember the day, but I remember it through pictures. There's a really intense picture of me doing the hard walking system where Master Collegian was my center judge. And this is probably about 2013, 2014, probably one of the first times I ever competed if I was doing the hard walking system. Exactly. Um, And he was the center judge in my ring. And there's an awesome picture that I love of me holding my trophy and him and I uh, taking a picture together. But the story that always makes me smile, I think I've told it before, is probably somewhere around 2016, we were at a Shi'i and Master Collegian walked into the room and, you know, he was this power that when he walked into the room, it was like he was the president of, you know, the United States. Like everyone just stopped and looked at him. And I remember I was standing kind of like in the center of the room and we all stopped to bow and, and he kept walking and I was right there at his walking path. And I could see that he kind of remembered me, that he was like, oh, I've seen you. And he he handed me his coffee and was like, take my coffee, young man. Do you like coffee? Do you like coffee? And I was like, no, I'm okay. Thank you. And he's like, no, it's good. And I, 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 it always makes me smile every time I, I hear that story. But it was that moment in the Cooper City Rec Center that I think I saw the power that he had and the impact that he had on everyone's life. Because he walked into the room and you could just feel his presence. Right. And I think now, even when we're at fight night or at a Shi'i, you, you can still feel his, his presence. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree. So it's, I, I wish I had a little bit more time to really get to know him, but uh, in the time that I did, it's all positive and That's great so cool. memories. Before we do the ads, I want to say one thing. It's possible that you're not aware of this. Master Collegian never judged hard blocking system. Never. He always took the brown belts. So the fact that you were in a room where he was taking novice level children is at such an anomaly. And what a wonderful anomaly. I'm just, I'm psyched by it because I'm saying that I can't remember him taking that type of group in this whole millennia. No. So no. Way maybe to go. we can share the picture online as well. If of, we can find of it. him watching me in the center ring. Because and the intensity of it that all. That was intense. That's funny. Okay. Back to business, which by the way, this has been so much fun. I knew it was going to be. It, it, it just makes me smile the whole time. And audience members, please let us know that we made the right choice on this one. This interview was great. Yes. We have a lot of cool stuff planned for 2024, but that's for another day. Today, it's Honor Honor Athletics, of course. And we are still a few years away from you leaving, but now I'm already thinking about how lonely it's going to be for just Sensei Jackie and I to say, you can reach her (laughs) (laughs) at honorathletics.com or just scroll down the show notes. We put her link in. Or you can phone her at 770-945-5150. And make sure that you use the discount code Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount at checkout. And of course, if you're a regular listener, you know that we've added a support the show link. And any support you give us is always, always appreciated and accompanied by a personal note from me. So think about it. Scroll down. Click the link. We appreciate it. I believe we've got it done. 
I think so. And what a fun time we had. Okay. It wasn't as bad as you thought, right? It was awesome. And before we go, I have to, as always, thank you, Sensei Michelle, for all that you do in the podcast and in my life and in the dojo and outside of the dojo, because I don't think I would be the person I am without you. That's so sweet. I did not see that coming. <laughs> did you? No. <laughs> I'm I'm tossing half of it to Sensei Jackie. There. Push. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love her too, but I tell her that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they are, after all, grandmother, grandson. Whew, I got that on the first try. Well done. Well done. Let's all say it together. And on that note, we're, we're signing, signing out. out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.